Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Dealer Data Solutions. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Roden split over to the right. You got twins to each side. Five seconds to go. Jefferson gets the snap. He's hit from behind. Down he goes. He threw it forward. Braun caught it, but that's not an eligible receiver. DeBinion picks up the football. He's going to get down to the 10. That play was not going to count anyway because of the penalty. The ball game is over. Wow. That's how it ends. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it's a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. So we're going to react to everything that happened over the sports weekend we want your reactions as well. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors. I know uh, Chris Gordy will be joining us once again in the 3 o'clock hour as we'll recap the uh, college football and the NFL weekend with him. And uh, we'll have plenty to get to there. We'll have best and worst of the weekend coming up, hitting some of the highlights and lowlights as well as diving into uh, some of the things that uh, happen because football season it's hard to get to everything in the first day that's why you have monday and tuesday shows it seems like to get to it all but as it's been said and as was heard in the intro and as everybody knows especially if you're watching the game on saturday or if maybe you were attending the game on saturday the arkansas razorbacks suffered their very first loss of the season by losing to byu by a final score of 38 to 31 where there were a lot of mistakes a lot of problems a lot of frustrations, and uh, I mean, not many positives, but that was uh, that was very discouraging, especially to lose early part of this season to a team like BYU at home, knowing what the rest of the season holds. Definitely not an ideal situation for Arkansas right now. We went to the game thinking on both sides that there was a lot of unknown with both these teams, and BYU was the team that was able to come out on top. A lot of points scored in this game, a lot of back and forth. Arkansas had a double-digit lead twice in the game and blew both those leads for BYU to be able to go on to win. It was very problematic, and uh, I'm so glad that at the last minutes I went on Bet Saracen and bet the over because I had a buddy of mine says like, oh, he's like, yeah, just bet the over. I was at the game at the tail. I was like, all right, I got you. And, oof, glad I did that because uh, I thought it was going to be low scoring. A lot of people thought it was going to be lower scoring, but uh, ended up being a much higher scoring game. Than people anticipated, but we do know more about the defense now. Like the first two games, everybody's talking about how good the defense was. We know more about them now. We didn't know that, but you know, there was some positive there that people were trying to take from the first two games. We now know that we saw what we realized what the real defense looks like after playing a team that is a uh, power five team. Yeah, I still think that the defense, though, overall played well. Uh, I know that you're gonna, people can see 38 points and say, oh, man, how are you going to say they played well? I mean, they only gave up 281 yards offense, uh, offense to BYU. Um, I mean, they, they had some positives to take from it. The defensive line had some moments where they looked really good, and, and I think the secondary did an overall fine job. 
The defense was not the reason why Arkansas lost this game. Uh, the amount of penalties that you had, 14 penalties in this game for 125 yards, uh, getting stopped on fourth down, having a 10-yard punt, uh, also a 28-yard punt, I believe was the other one, uh, having some, uh, some bad decision-making, having some bad moments, whether it was a fumble or a, uh, an interception that was thrown. It was a game to where it was... I hate even saying this, because first off, you got to give all the credit to BYU. They took care of business. But it's almost like a same song, different verse type of deal from last season where you felt like you were the better team. You felt like you had a lot better things going on for you. You felt like you had it all going in place. But because of your own mistakes, because of your penalties, because of your bad plays, which ended up being extremely costly, BYU is a good enough team to take advantage of it, and that's what they did. It just felt like Arkansas... It had some good things, but for whatever reason, and I know we'll talk about them, they screwed up, they screwed themselves, and they ended up losing the game because they are still not to the point to where they are a good enough team mentally to overcome or to at least prevent a lot of those mistakes from happening. Offensive line, they still continue to have their issues, and that was something that showed in this game. But, yeah, anytime you play a team, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a good team, but turnovers and penalties those are difference makers in games those bring balance to a game even if you feel like you are the better team or you're the more talented team those are certain factors that will help kind of balance out the talent that's on either side five penalties on that final drive for Arkansas when they're trying to tie up the game when when they're trying to get they're down by a touchdown they still have a, a chance still have a chance to maybe make some noise with it and you get five penalties uh, the offensive line not only had their issues and in, in blocking in general, but the majority of the penalties was on the offensive line. Um, it, it just it's stuff that will make you want to pull your hair out and be extremely frustrated. And you know, it, it's it's like it's it's fixable in a way of if you just limit those things, it's it, you can be so much more improved and have chances to win a lot more games. And that's why the seasons there's a lot of it in front of you. But I, I wasn't happy with that result. I, I, I don't mind losing. You know, we can all accept losing. We don't like it, but we, we can accept it if it's because the other team it was just back and forth, great teams going up against uh, great odds, and you know, the other team just makes a couple plays here and there that ends up being the difference. What I can't accept is when you lose the game because of your, it, your own mistakes. That, that's what makes it really a tougher pill to swallow. And, you got again, I'm not trying not to take away credit from BYU. 100%, they played great. They're a much better team than, than they were last year. That defense was solid. They made the plays, and they took advantage of it. And that catch, even their final touchdown, that catch was incredible by that. Uh, I forgot if it was the wide receiver or the tight end, but it was an incredible play. They earned every bit of that win, and they deserve it. But if you're going to try to beat teams like BYU, the last thing you need to do is have your own problems in front of you, giving them those chances to make you pay for them. That's problematic. BYU, which is now a Big 12 team, they did a complete flip of their roster through the transfer portal. So they're one of the schools that took advantage of what's going on in college football right now, and they had a lot of players come in through the transfer portal. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, it's helpful for a team like them, and we've seen it be helpful for other teams too. And now you're, you're looking at, if you're Arkansas, that 2-1 and one start the year in this four-game stretch that we all know is away from the state of Arkansas. I mean, how do you feel really good about it? I don't know if you can. I don't know how where your encouragement can come from. But, you know, between the penalties and that fourth down and one call, it's been talked about a lot, but I'm still going to bring it up again. Man, hindsight's everything. If they if they get it, it's fine. But Arkansas's already had a couple of times this year where they've gotten stopped on fourth and short. And if you're unable to go under center with K.J. Jefferson on fourth and short and get the first down, uh, I don't. I, I don't know what you're doing. Like going out and shotgun. I didn't like it at the time. I was. I knew. I was like, this is going to be bad. And sure enough, that's what happened. And they were even going to go for it on fourth and short again, lining up in shotgun again. I was like, why? What are we doing here? And they end up getting a penalty anyways. So it's it's had a bit backed up and it didn't matter. But like those are the just the momentum swinging plays and times to where. If you're Arkansas, you mean you started the game up 14 nothing. I thought, man, at the beginning, I was like, this could be like Ole Miss last year. You know, you get the big run from A.J. Green. You get the punt return from Isaiah Satania. I thought it was going to be just blowout city, or at least you set the tone, and this is exactly what you wanted. But because of the those just couple plays here and there, got BYU back into the game, and they were able to recapture the, the momentum right back from you. And that's why a lot of things that we've talked about, they were all factors in the game, but... 
still, when you have a lead like that, it ultimately still falls on the defense because you have to protect those leads. Because Arkansas in this one, they had 14 points in the first quarter, 10 points second quarter, third point, uh, third quarter seven points, and a big old goose egg in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of something you don't want to see is where you can start off strong, but end up not finishing off the game. And Arkansas did not finish; they had their opportunities. And I even looked at the drive chart, which you know again had some results of touchdowns and some nice drives here and there. But what was crazy is it started off with Arkansas a touchdown to start the drive. And then you or start the game. Then you had the punt return for a touchdown. After that, Arkansas went punt, 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 punt. And then in the second quarter, they did get a touchdown and then a field goal. Then to start the third quarter, they have a touchdown. So it's almost like you had a stretch there. Okay, you got to figure it out. But then after that touchdown was scored in the third quarter with 13:38 left to go, or excuse me, 11:41 left to go in the game. Turnover on downs, interception, missed field goal, punt, fumble, end of game. Like. How do you – it's like, do you just make great adjustments? You come out strong? <laughs> it seemed like, hey, you had that great start, and then nothing. Then you had come back, all right, we've got a few points, a couple touchdowns, a field goal, nothing. Just it, That was really puzzling where it just went like a roller coaster thing, looking really good, and then looked terrible, looked really good, and then looked terrible once again. It's bad, man. It's bad. Those are some of the complaints that people have had with the offense being inconsistent also, and we saw it play out a little bit more in this game simply because the competition was ramped up mm-hmm. and you saw got a better got better insight on what this team looked like it there were certain things that happened in the first two games that didn't hurt Arkansas but you could see that if it happened against better competition it would be a problem and it was a problem in this game yeah well hey thankfully they don't have to worry about playing you know better competition this weekend they go on the road to LSU at night, who looked very strong against Mississippi State on the road, ended up beating the brakes off of them. So you have no time to spare. This is a, a team in LSU that might be the best team left on your schedule. They, they might be the best team left because uh, Alabama's got their issues. still going to be tough, but uh, this is going to be a true test to not only go on the road and see what you're made of, but how do you bounce back from a tough loss like that? You just roll over and die. Or do you actually come out strong? Uh, I don't know if that even coming out strong will be enough to beat the LSU Tigers on the road, but you at least want to see fight. You at least want to see the effort there, and you at least want to see it get them going. But, uh, yeah, I was just really uh, disappointed, really disappointed in that performance. We know how tough this schedule is going to be, especially away from home. And when you had a game like that and you know holding uh, BYU to two-and-a-half yards of carry in the rushing attack, uh, Slovis played pretty well for the most part, but he still went 13 to 25, or 167 yards. Got sacked three times. I mean, those are the things that's just like, you know, it's frustrating because you don't want to have a like. Say if they bounce back, say if they have a decent year this year, the last thing you want to do is look back on this game and be like, man, that was the one that got away. That was the difference maker. You know, kind of like we did last year with that A and M game. It's like, oh, that was the game that changed it all. You can't let this game be the one that defines your season if you're going to be a real legitimate team this season. Well, looking at non-conference play, there were three teams that you felt really good about, and there were a lot of people that felt good about all four non-conference games. But it just showed that BYU, maybe you didn't give them enough credit for being the the better team that they are coming into this season because just reflecting back on what they looked like last year, but it was a legitimate team that lined up across from Arkansas and they, there's always a chance you're going to lose those type games, but there were certain people going into that game that didn't feel like they were going to lose, that there was no chance of them to lose, and those are the ones that are most disappointed today. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's a lot of reasons to be disappointed, but that's what Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services is all about. How do you feel about the Razorbacks now, folks? 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. I have a lot more Out of Bounds coming up next, so stay with us. Register and make your picks now for the Bud Light SEC Pick'em Challenge. Go online at 1037thebuzz.com and pick the team you think will win each week for your chance to win. This is SportsCenter. It was an up-and-down Saturday for teams across the natural state in Division I college football. First, the Arkansas Razorbacks dropped their first game of the season as the BYU Cougars beat them in Fayetteville 38-31. The Hogs will turn around this week and face off against the LSU Tigers, who are 18-point favorites already. UCA also took an L this weekend, but not a bad one, 49-31 at the Fargo Dome against the number 2 ranked team in FCS, the North Dakota State Bison. They'll return back to Arkansas. Arkansas 
next week when they host Abilene Christian. Arkansas State is on the board with a win this year. They end up beating Stony Brook to get their first victory of the season. And also UAPB picked up a win 21-20 over Miles this weekend as well. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. Edgar Award-winning author and Arkansas native Eli Craner joins the zone every Tuesday courtesy of Jackalope Cycling. Jackalope Cycling in Russellville is there with bike rentals and service, camping gear, fishing accessories, whatever gets you excited about the outdoors. Eli Craner, Tuesday in the Zone, brought to you by Jackalope Cycling. Check them out online at jackalopecycling.com. What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight gain, and or loss of muscle mass, it's on you, fellas. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors are true. Your favorite sports bar is coming to North Little Rock. Brewskies is proud to announce a second location is coming to the Lakewood Shopping Center. And it won't be too long where you can get the same great pub grub, happy hour specials, and late night fun when it comes to North Little Rock. Voted the number one sports bar in Little Rock for the last four years to catch all the games all year long. Get ready, North Little Rock. Brewskies North is coming soon. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional $3,250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. Or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Watney, Buick, GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Watney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Watney for Buick, Watney for GMC, Watney for life. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. This week's special is shepherd's pie for only $7.49 per pound with Edwards Signature Peach Cobbler for $5.49 per pound. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Out across the 20 to the 25 to the 30. Satania trying to get to midfield. He's across the 50. He's got a chance to go. Isaiah at the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. A 53-yard punt, an 87-yard return, and there you have it. On 103.7 The Buzz. Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like yeah. Yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the dean Is it Optimus the king? Yo, it's about a thing, uh, yeah, feel yo. real good with Looking for your 
friend The one you let hit it and never called you again Remember when he told you he was about to bend uh-huh. the man yeah. You act like you and him, they give him a little trim to begin Now you think you really gon' pretend Like you wasn't down and you called him again Plus when you give it up so easy you ain't even fooling him If you did it then and you probably Next out of bounds here on a reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services as we are reacting to everything happening over the sports weekend, specifically the Razorback game against BYU. Arkansas falls 38 to 31, and you know, there's been some criticisms, rightfully so, and there's been some uh, frustrations, rightfully so, and there's also been a lot of uh, insane takes, uh, sometimes rightfully so, but still, it's what we do on reaction Monday. Sometimes it's reaction, sometimes it's overreaction, but I want to continue to hear from you. 501-661-1037 is that number to call and text. In fact, our uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line is littered with text that uh, we'll try to work through. But uh, this comes from the 501. says, at what point do y'all think the seat gets hot and Pittman starts coaching for his job? Kind of the questions that get asked around this time. Anytime you lose a game early in the year. I mean, I if there's an extended losing streak, then that's when it happens. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, if... This is year four, and there's an expectation for year four. The expectation is to continue to show that once you put it together, you got a program that's sufficient, that's sustainable, and that can be worked off of. But what you can't do is go from nine wins to seven wins to five wins. That can't happen. And, and, and if Arkansas doesn't make a bowl game this year, I think there needs to be conversations that need to be had. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I still... You still got nine games left in the season. You still got to see what this team's in. They haven't played an SEC game yet. So, but I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, don't worry. They can win and go eight. No. No. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But just saying that it could be one of those deals where maybe they get it turned around. Maybe they get it fixed. Maybe they win some games they shouldn't and still have a really nice year. But no, this, this is just not really a, a great encouragement, what we saw on Saturday. Uh, Doug says, my reaction is we are still going to win seven or eight games. As a matter of fact, I think the next four games we're going two and two. All right, see, we got some optimism out there from Doug. Appreciate it, Doug. Uh, 501 says most of the holding calls were pretty BS. Yeah. Well, I don't really? know about that. How, how can anybody feel like that? Uh, like, holding calls happen a lot. Like, most of the time, they're probably not called. Yeah. Well, the only call that I thought was BS was the offensive pass interference on Luke has. That was the only call that I remember when I saw. I was like, yeah, I did not like that call whatsoever. But then again, I was at the game. I wasn't watching it, so I didn't get a chance they to see all the They called him for a pick before he actually caught the ball. So he picked off the defender that was defending the other receiver, and then he runs his route, catches the ball. See, that's stuff that doesn't get explained when we're uh, when they're there in, in person and everything. Because uh, all you do is you just see a little bit of a replay, and, and that's it. But uh, if that was the case, then that, that makes sense. Uh, 501 says, pathetic offensive line play calling and punter all cost us the game, but let's be honest, those Big 12 refs were biased and it wasn't hidden. All right, he's still going off the officials. Hey, listen, if, if you're power ranking the reasons why Arkansas lost this game, and trust me, if you listen to this show, I, you know I do not like officials whatsoever. But the officiating in this game is like, is like reason number 12. Like, it is down on the list for why Arkansas lost this game. It didn't help, but it certainly was not uh, one of the biggest factors that even needs to be thrown in there. Also, uh, Tory B in Jacksonville says, you know, you know how you just said the way we started the game made you feel like it would might be blowout city. I felt the same way. However, is it possible that maybe the team did as well? Maybe they felt like they were going to dominate in the game and uh, lost their edge. Just a thought. I think that's possible. I think it's absolutely possible that that was the case. Um, but listen, it's it's one of those things to where if if you're going to be a legitimate team, especially in this conference, especially in this college football landscape, home games. With that type of start, that type of lead, like even in the second half, you're up by ten, you're up by thirty-one, twenty-one. You got you got to hold that. You got you got to score some points. You got to make some stops. You got to do some things that can can help you out there too. And I, I know it's like we can we can be just really picky, nitpicky, but I, that's what we do on Reaction Monday. I'm still upset that I, I like why is Satania not getting the ball more? He had one target, one catch. We saw he did on punt return. But that's the thing that I just don't understand. It's like, dude, you got yourself a an absolute like speedster out there. How are you not trying to find ways to get him the ball more? They feel good about the other receivers that are in the game, and they have a role that they feel like is for Satania. But as far as the offense, he does deserve more touches. Yeah. Now, are they seeing it in practice during the week? 
Maybe not, but the type of speed that he has, you want that speed on the field. Yeah, I think Sam Pittman in his press conference today, when asked about Satania, he he did allude to the fact he's like, hey, you know, I think the question was posed, how what does he need to do to get more uh, touches, or what does he need to do in practice, whatever it is. And he kind of approached it in the way of, well, he just needs to be more consistent in practices and catching the ball and, and running the routes. So There it is. That, there, that, that's the reason why. But still, just if that's the case, that's fine. Like, I understand that. But knowing what he's capable of, at least you know, maybe run a quick screen pass for him or something. You know, just where it doesn't have to be about the route running necessarily or catching the ball or whatever, but just try to find some way to get the ball in his hands and let him make a play. Because I, I love watching the kid play, and that punt return was pretty electric. Pretty electric. Uh, let's see. 870 says the uh, roughing the passer was the worst call of the game. I don't remember. See, I didn't get to see a replay on that either. Uh, I went back and watched the game. I did not re- rewatch that particular play. But, yeah, they. Uh, I heard some people talking about how that was a tough call. But, I, again, I didn't remember seeing it or anything. So, uh, But, yeah, we got a lot of texts that we'll try, try to work through, folks. So keep those coming. 501-661-1037, even on the Asher Record Life and feedback. Mitch says, hey, John, I can't wait till basketball season starts up. You know how many times I heard that on Saturday? Everyone's already excited for basketball season. Already moving on. Of course. Yeah. And this is after one loss. One loss. That's not even a conference game. But maybe they feel like this is going to be more to come. And, th- and you know what? Again, I'm not going to argue with anybody that has that opinion. If, you are, are you, if you're saying that this team stinks, they're, they're not going to make a bowl game, I'm not going to try to sit here and try to convince you otherwise. Because, uh, I mean, I, I can't point to anything that makes me feel confident. Like, look at the SEC West, which I know the SEC, people talk about it's down, and it, there's parts of it that doesn't look very good. But, I mean, look at the rest of the slate. Is there an SEC game on this schedule right now that you're like, oh, yeah, Arkansas is going to win it for sure? <laughs> like, like, ask yourself that. Because right now it's like Mississippi State might be the only one that I look at. I'm like, okay, Arkansas I think is better. I think they'll win. But after seeing now Florida beats Tennessee at home, we all thought that that was just, oh, well, t- Florida sucks. Well, took care of business against Tennessee. Missouri had a big win, beat Kansas State on a 61-yard field goal. So they look good. Like Auburn, maybe, but I, I, can't, I don't feel comf- confident about any of the other SEC games this year it's at this a, point in time. It's amazing how people were quick to put Florida away to say that they weren't good because they saw one game yeah. versus Utah and a non-conference game in the first game of the season. So... They use that as the barometer to say, yeah, Florida's not good at all, and look how bad they are. Yeah, like it's football. Games are going to happen. Adjustments are going to be made. Teams are going to get better. That's just the way it is. But how about credit the other team sometimes? Yeah, that, that, that's another thing, too. Is like um, That's the other argument where it's like, oh, the SEC is down. The SEC has lost some non-conference games. How about they play football in other conferences? Yeah, and I think that like, for the sake of like just other teams, too, like Florida State. You know, they, they've looked dominant, but they, they got by Boston College only by two points. So, does that mean Florida State stinks? And they still won the game. Does that mean they stink and that the LSU game was an anomaly? Or does it just mean that sometimes other teams are going to play really good? And sometimes you're not going to play your best. Sometimes those things are going to happen. That's why they play full seasons. That's why they have a complete body of work right now. And who knows? Maybe all of you are writing off Arkansas right now, just like you wrote off Florida, because I, I didn't think Florida was any good. But you know what? When the games happen, I change, you change with the times. You get and say, okay, well, maybe maybe they made the right adjustments there. But who knows? Maybe Arkansas can be that team that's like, ah, they had that one bad loss or that one tough loss, and then it turns around. <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe you can be optimistic about that, too. Yeah, so, we'll see. I'm, 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 I'm trying here. I'm really trying over here. It's going to go to Robert and Sherwood, but... Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get this out of the way because I'm sure he's going to tell everybody how he was right the entire time. I'm sure Navy Mike, what's up, Navy? No, I'm, I'm not going to say how I was right all the time. Um, I, I did talk about how Danny knows was not. I well, actually, I, I asked you guys if he was really an upgrade to, um, you know, uh, Kendall Browse, and I also said that you you can't lose your best offensive lineman to the NFL draft and, and expect to have a better. It can't be better this year than it was last year when you lose those guys to the draft. But the one thing I I want to talk about is, you know, uh, Justin Acre had a he had uh, you know Kendall, uh, Hunter Hunter Yurchek on it on a show and you know he was asking about nil and he said, what well, was it, I couldn't believe my ears when uh, Hunter Yurchek said, you know what, as far as the nil, you know. The the one Razorback collective that we have, he said, 
is that we don't just give these athletes the money for free. We, we make them earn it with uh, obligations to the community, uh, to the school, um, and then they can have that money. He said it's not free money. Um, and he said, and he also said, which was mind blowing, that athletes come from other other schools to Arkansas, and they're and they're like, wow, we didn't have to do all this to get our money where we just came from, you know. And I think Arkansas shooting their self in the foot by doing that because, uh, call me crazy, but I thought they earned that money by putting on a helmet, a pair of cleats, and a and a pair of pads, and then some and some shoulder pads. And going out on a, a football field and earning the the university millions and millions of dollars by playing the game of football, you know. So well, I, that's not the NIL, that, maybe. That's not what the NIL is. That that just that just blew my mind. He said, "Well, we put other other stipulations on the money besides playing football." No, they, they're earning it on the field by earning the university millions of dollars, but. He's saying, like, we make them do more things. Well, because, yes, that's how, think, that's how it works. If you have an obligation when you're making money, usually you have to fulfill that obligation in order to make that money. Is that right? Right. Okay. They're, they're, so they're fulfilling the it by, by, by playing on Saturdays. That's how they're fulfilling it. But they're so not. Let, let's not. Let's not get this twisted, man. No, wait, no you but, have it twisted. I mean, that, you're getting it wrong, Navy. That's not what they're making money on. They're making out. You know what the name, image, and likeness is all about. It's about your name, your image, and likeness. It's not about pay by for play. Selling jer- by selling jerseys and getting putting asses in seats on Saturday. That's that's how. Mm. So that's but anyway, that that's all I got, guys. Uh, and y'all take care. Yeah. Appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, that's not what it's about. Like I understand what uh, a lot of it comes from, and yeah, you're able to provide that for people because of the amount of time that they put on the field and how much money's bringing into universities and all that. I get it, but you're also when the name, image, likeness comes around, it's not just oh you're here, here's money. At least it's not what it's supposed to be in principle. It's supposed to be hey. Come sign some autographs, you get this money. Or hey, if you uh, do some ads for us here, you get this money. Like there's a, it's a transactional process, is what it's about. So I kind of look at it as almost like endorsements. You know, it's like you know you, you have as an athlete, like we see in the NFL. Uh, it's not like uh, you get get paid from that money that they make, of course, with the contracts that they sign. But that has nothing to do with their endorsements. It's like, well, you think uh, like a place like Subway is just going to be paying them. Uh, on top of their salary, or are they going to pay them for doing something and fulfilling the obligation? That, that's the whole point. Uh, let's see. LC and Sherwood says, hey, guys, not obviously why we lost, but Rod Gilmore, the announcer guy, does not like the SEC and doesn't hide his tone or his comments. I believe the fact 10 this dude is where he played, uh, but hard to figure out the offensive line struggles. I didn't listen to the whole uh, broadcast, so, but I like Rod Gilmore. I actually like uh, him as a commentary. He's come on this show a few times, too. And uh, let's see, the uh, Darren says on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, Mike Elko, please. All right, so he's already got a name out there. Mm-hmm. Mike Elko, okay, okay. Uh, 501 says that call was ridiculous. Was uh, The call that was ridiculous was rough in the passer, but we still beat ourselves. Yeah, well, again, it's the calls for the officiating is not the reason why. It's they got a, bit, a lot of bigger fish to fry than just that. And then you have uh, the 501 from uh, uh, really taking it well. As he says, Sam Pitiful Pittman is in over his head. Liberty last year, BYU this year. Enos is a joke. Sam needs to step down before we get back to four and eight seasons. Chad Pittman is not the answer. So you have those reactions, too. Chad Pittman, come on now. Come on now. That's it's a little rough. It's a little rough. But he's, I think Sam Pittman's a smart enough guy. He's been around SEC football a long time to kind of know, hey, you got to win games. If you don't win games, you're not going to have a job here. Yeah, absolutely, and that, that's why he's been so critical about recruiting and when it comes to making ch- changes on the staff because he wants the staff to be up to par when it comes to getting players here. You mm-hmm. have to have players to be able to win. Let's go to Brent, who's in Stuttgart. What's up, Brent? All right, guys. One quick, I got one quick question. It was an awful Saturday night. It was an awful Saturday night. That's all I can say. You know what Sam Pittman says. He, he bases he on how you're able to fill your room, correct? That's right. Uh, has Cody Kennedy filled his room? Uh, I don't think so at this point. I mean, it, it, it's nothing's, it hasn't gotten better, I guess, is, is the best way of putting it. it. It's it gotten is, worse. It, 
it has got it has gotten it has gotten much much worse much worse but the the bottom the bottom line of it is that uh, people are saying we were at the abyss when we were at the bottom of the barrel when coach Pittman got here and and that will allow him more time I totally disagree with that if we th- if we throw out a four and eighter this year I don't know what's gonna happen uh, uh, I would not put I would not put good money on it I don't know what's gonna happen and if it goes bad if it goes bad this hire goes squarely on hundred year checks and and the search committee for when they hired Chad Morris because we could have had Mike Norvell. Look where his program is right now. Number two in the country. Uh, but no, our, his offense was too complicated for our players. Uh, well, no. I mean, Brent, you got to admit, though, I, I get your frustrations, but, man, uh, the situation that Sam Pittman came in, he hasn't been perfect, but it's not like he's just been a disaster. Like, like he's it, done some I, good things, but it, it, I get it. Like, it, it's tough right now, but I'm not going to look back on Hunter Yerchek's hire of Sam Pittman if they go 5-7 and seven or 6-6 six and six this year and just be like, oh, that's no, squarely no, on you. You shouldn't have done I, that. Did I, did, I, did I say 5 or se- five and 7 or 6-6? Six and six? I said 4-8. and eight. Okay, well, even 4-8, and eight, though. Like, I, I still, my point was is that if Sam Pittman got Here fired is. after this season, I, I'm not going to put it squarely on Hunter Yerchek just be like, that was a terrible decision. How could you ever do that when – he actually had some good things in trying to get Arkansas out of the fire. Hey, is all I'm saying. Hey, he did. He did. He has done a good job of that. But it's it's time to move to the next level. Uh, what was the difference between? And I'm just playing devil's advocate right now because he's three and zero. What's the, what was the difference between Deion Sanders and Sam Pittman when when they were interviewing coach? That Coach Prime didn't have any college football mm-hmm. experience. That that's what it was. But neither one of them, to your point, Brent, had head coaching experience. Neither neither one. And let's get right down to it. When you get right down to it, uh, Sam Pittman and Deion Sanders were the only two that wanted this job. And that and that's the on, and that's the gosh honest truth. Well, I mean, listen, it's 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 easy to say it in hindsight right now, but. Uh, you know, at the time, it was what Hunter Yurchek felt like it was the best decision to have somebody with not only uh, experience in the SEC, but experience in college and experience it here at Arkansas. And he wanted someone who wanted to be here for the long haul. So, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's hindsight. Well, and I'm not saying you're, you're, you're wrong, Brent. I'm just I'm trying to put myself in that position at the time and, you know, try to understand I, why it was done the way it was done. Um, he just couldn't, he just couldn't find anybody else to that wanted it because Eli Drinkowitz, he took Missouri because they had a better roster. Lane Kiffin took Ole Miss because they had a better roster. So, I mean, we were in a no-win situation either way you look at it. Yep. No, no, I don't think it's there's any question about that, but uh, I don't know. If it, if it doesn't work out with Pittman this year, especially, and if they made a move at the end of this season... I'm not going to look back on the Sam Pittman era as just being an all-time fail. Like I think that there's no, still still no. plenty of things to be have, to be happy about. No, I hope. I, I just I just don't know how we're going. But just can I say this one thing before before I go off? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know that Saturday night we're not blocking Carl Perkins, right? And we're not blocking Marlon Perkins. We're we're blocking Harold Perkins. Okay. A bona fide man child. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah, I should say attempting to block uh, Perkins. Yeah, we'll see if they actually do that because they did not do that last year. And who's to think that they'll actually do it this year? Probably not us. But hey, listen, we appreciate the phone call, Brent. We got more out of bounds here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services coming up next. <laughs> Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going beyond the competition to change your current vehicle situation with Guatney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. I need your current payment, your keys, and your signature. Call 501-982-2102 and say hasta la vista to your current ride and payment with the help of Guatney's loan and lease termination program. Regardless of your current financial situation, I swear I will approve everyone. Rates as low as zero. 
0% on new Chevrolets. Trade now and terminate your payments until 2024. Get to Guatney now. The loan and lease termination program is this month only at Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. All voices are impersonators, but Guatney's the real thing. Shop Guatney Chevrolet once and you'll be back. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Paul Griffin in Monticello, Sam Eklund in Star City, or Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits. Member FDIC. Planning an outdoor event this fall? Arkansas Portable Toilets has the perfect solution. Rent a portable toilet. No, I'm not talking about your typical porta potty, although they do have those. I'm talking about a luxurious portable restroom. From two stall to ten stall and everything in between, Arkansas Portable Toilets can accommodate. Your guests will be stunned at the quality and amenities from climate control to an entertainment system. Call Arkansas Portable Toilets today, 501-430-3158, or just go to the website, ARPortable.com. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Long count by Jefferson. Gives it right side green. Angles right. Got a hole across midfield. A.J. at the 40 down the sidelines at the 30. He's got a chance to go. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas. 55 yards for A.J. Green. They had a chance to trip him upside the 10 or trip him up just inside the 10. They couldn't do it. And Green is into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Take advantage of Guadney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. Let Guadney help you get out of the vehicle that you don't want take advantage of no payments for the rest of the year when you get into a vehicle like widening chevrolet silverados are at zero percent with approved credit and equinox 2.1 percent financing on 2023 equinox make the trip to the gregory street exit in jacksonville shop them online widening 
And you can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. And if you need a service, they have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. We'll have best and worst of the weekend coming up in the next segment, as I'm sure there'll be plenty to uh, dive into that when it comes to our highlights and lowlights of what's always been going on, but we uh, still have a ton of people uh, chiming in today on a Reaction Monday, which is what it's all about, airing your frustrations or celebrating your victories, however you want to look at it. It's what Reaction Monday is here for. And uh, from the uh, Asher Wrecker Live Fan Feedback, Mark says, uh, no doubt that we could be that we could highly possible lose all four lose all four games coming up. Uh, I don't think we beat Missouri this year either because Arkansas has no home field advantage. When was the last homecoming we won? How many homecoming games have we lost? Arkansas has no home field advantage. I don't think it's about homecoming or not. Arkansas just had one many games over the past like bunch of years when it comes to uh, any games. At He's all. saying specifically about that Missouri game because they haven't beat Missouri at Missouri, but then he's thinking about. Missouri coming in here and playing a game that Missouri is going to go on to win. Right. It's just that game's not homecoming though. Like the homecoming games, it's I think they've I think FIU might be the Making homecoming game. Making two separate game. points there. That's what he he was doing, but he was referring to the Missouri game. Yeah. And then uh, Robert says, no matter how it goes from your hundred year check, bringing in Pittman was a success. People don't understand how many guys didn't want this job. Pittman will step into the Stone Megas competitive. That's how I look at it. And it's just it's one and again it's one game, folks. No criticisms are fine and. Like frustrations are fine, and if you don't believe it, that's fine. But to just kind of go uh, full scorched earth on everything right now, it's no, I think it's just premature. Now, after this four-game stretch, they're sitting at zero and four, and they're sitting at two and five on the year. Then, all right, let's start talking about some stuff. But uh, at this point in time, still got a lot of season ahead of you, so don't make it uh, don't make it such a bummer. You know, here's the thing: I bet you everybody that's upset that we've given up with Sam Pittman and all that, you're still going to watch the game on Saturday, right? You're still going to watch the Razorbacks. Uh, there are some people that are already jumping off saying they're not going to watch games, and those are some of the people saying that they're already looking forward to basketball season. Mm. Well, but I hate to hear if that. you're a fan, you should be a fan whether they're winning or losing. Yeah, that's how I look at it. I'm, I'm going to watch the games no matter what because obviously part of the job, but uh, you know, I'll always enjoy watching them. Even the Chad Morris days, man, as brutal as those were, still watch the games. And I know a lot of you will, too. A lot of you upset. And again, I'm not trying to say that you should have zero reason to be mad. You should be mad. You should demand more. You should be upset. But still going to be a Razorback fan at the end of the day. And you still want to watch some of these games, at least. But there's a lot of other things going on in the world of sports. So let's go ahead and talk about what's trending. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? I know there's a lot of things happening, but uh, real quick, for an Arkansas update about Rocket Sanders and his status, Sam Pittman met with the media today, was asked about it, and here's what he had to say about Rocket. No. I mean, really no is the answer. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to play or not. And I, I tell you, it's probably, in all honesty, it's probably too early to really tell on that injury. Um, we're going to have him out there a little bit today. Uh, kind of see where he's at. Um, but to be honest with you, the answer is probably no at this point. Not no that he's not going to play. No, we just don't know. Yeah, so we're going to still have to wait on his status, and we'll see how it goes this week. But I'm sure we'll know at some point in time this week whether or not he's going to be ready to go. But uh, in some news, though, with uh, especially the NFL and uh, all the uh, scores and everything that happened there, which I know we'll get into and, and talk about more, but... Uh, had a few things like, for instance, injury updates. Had the deal with Anthony Richardson, who uh, is under, uh, I guess, con- concussion evaluation and uh, trying to figure out uh, what's wrong with him. He really started off the game really nicely for the Colts, uh, but had to be taken out of the game due to that. We know how very uh, serious the NFL is about 
those head injuries and taking every single precaution uh, that they possibly can. But uh, they're still waiting word as far as uh, what the, uh, I guess, the status is of that and if he's going to be available to play this upcoming weekend, too. Have a quality backup in Gardner Minshew. He went in and played well yesterday. Yeah, I know. I like seeing Gardner Minshew succeed. He's been playing for a lot of teams, but seems to always uh, have opportunities to step up and to play there, too. Also, with uh, Devontae Adams, he's also good, according to him at least, after his concussion evaluation. Uh, he was evaluated in the game against the Buffalo Bills, and they were... Uh, of course, uh, you know, anytime you have concussions, it's always going to be serious. But he was evaluated after he took a hit to the side of his head, and they lost to Buffalo on Sunday. But uh, he says that he's good to go. So that's uh, good news for uh, Raiders fans and good news for uh, also him, too, and getting him back into the mix. And then also, uh, you know, Alabama football team that uh, didn't exactly look impressive this past weekend and winning their game 17-3 to against South Florida, well, they changed quarterbacks for that game. Well, they're changing back because now Milrose the starter once again, according to Nick Saban. So, okay. I don't know why he changed it anyways. I well, guess they just took to... a look at everybody and, and decided that Milrose gives them the best option. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not a head coach. Nick Saban knows a lot about me, but I'm like, dude, man. it's just Well, South it, Florida was a game that they could afford to do that, so they went through the motions on it, and this is what they come up with. Just hope it doesn't impact any sort of morale or any sort of uh, feelings of – kind of playing uh, musical chairs with the quarterback situation. But uh, if they take care of business this weekend, which they got Ole Miss coming up, and Ole Miss is a good team, then uh, they'll know that they got their guy. But uh, also in some uh, other news, dealing with uh, college football, Travis Hunter, which uh, he – that was a great game. If you didn't stay up to watch it between Colorado Colorado State, a phenomenal game. Uh, ended up in, in crazy style. 43-35, to 35, Colorado did get the victory. But Travis Hunter – reportedly suffered a lacerated liver in that game when he took a cheap shot from one of the Colorado State players, and according to Deion Sanders, that he's going to be out probably around three to four weeks. So huge, huge news there, and hate that for him because he's a really, really good player, but uh, they got some other guys that are going to have to step up. But I hate to see that, especially not only just for Colorado's sake, but just for the sake of college football because he seemed to be one of the more electric players in all of college football so far this year. Yeah, definitely somebody that uh, people look forward to seeing, and he had himself right in the thick of the Heisman running. Yeah, well, and he'll be back, and hopefully uh, he'll be better than ever. But uh, three to four weeks is a long time. They got Oregon coming up this weekend on the road uh, up there in Eugene. So it's going to be a tough one. But either way, we'll have some more headlines to dive into. I know we're up against it's a fast-moving first hour, but that's what you do when you have fun. Here on Out of Bounds on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. We'll have best and worst of the weekend, as well as more of your phone calls and more of your text messages, all coming up next. So stay with us. Birthday Trivia in the Zone, brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill, take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Elia's in Moralton. Ah, not again. Let me tell you about my man Tom. He had some serious bad luck. And one day he said to me, when is my luck gonna change? And I was like, you need to go to Tunica, bro. And he was like, yeah! 